disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. I'm sure you've heard of the proposal to ban TikTok. Uh, your kids are probably on it. Um, a lot of celebrities are on it. A lot of athletes are on it. Um, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that makes it terrible, though, is it's really the fact that it's Chinese spyware. Um, I don't like banning things, so I'm kind of on the fence about this because it's really, really bad, and the Chinese like to spy on us for a lot of good reasons. Um, well, not good reasons for them, bad reasons for us. But the problem is, as is always the case, whenever our government is handed the task of solving a problem, they tend to make it worse, but they slap a name on it that seems to indicate that it'll solve the problem. And in this case, it's it's no different. Um, the, the bill is called the Restrict Act, but the problem is it gives the government sweeping power over our communications, not just the TikTok thing, which is why Congressman Thomas Massey is a dependable no vote on this because of all the things it does besides what the name says. It's one of the sneaky little tricks our government engages in when Congress comes and says, we want to solve the problem of inflation, so we'll call it the Inflation Reduction Act, when in reality what's in there, which was written by lobbyists and the three-letter agencies that run your life, it increases inflation. And then we get the bill, and everybody's like, why didn't you vote for the bill? I wanted you to lower inflation. But in reality, it raises it. So it's really crazy. Anyway, I'm excited to have Congressman Massey back on to talk to us about this very important issue here on the Disruption Zone. Today's episode of The Disruption Zone is brought to you by our friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Not just a home remodeling, kitchen remodeling company. They're the place that when I lived in Louisville, I trusted to remodel my kitchen and my master bathroom. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. The craftsmanship, the hard work ethic, the honesty and integrity, and all the choices for affordable prices. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Call my friend Tim Montgomery over there. Talk to their designers, 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. If you have already got in mind what you want to do and you want to do it yourself and you just need the cabinets, they have so many styles to choose from, modern, shaker, traditional, country, whatever you need in all kinds of colors. Plus, they can do a custom-cut for you for your granite or any other type of hard surface countertop and if you want a turnkey kitchen remodel boom they'll come in to help you design it get it all done the way you want it done i'm confident it's the reason or one of the reasons why my home sold in less than a day because of the beautiful work by louisville cabinets and countertops check them out louisville cabinets and countertops.com 6200 hit lane in louisville kentucky if you're in southern indiana central kentucky uh, Oldham County, this is your place. Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We are also brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. I freaking love these guys. Bourbon City Golf Carts. Here's a cool thing that sets them apart. If you're thinking about getting a golf cart just to roll around the neighborhood or to load up and take to the course or whatever you want to do with it. They're made in the USA. They're assembled right here in the United States at three assembly plants, California, Texas, and Florida. And they come fully factory 
street legal. So they're ready to rock and roll. Now, the battery is DC. The cart converts it to AC, which is a much greater efficiency. And these cars can run 25 miles per hour straight from the factory. A typical electric car is only 15 to 18 miles per hour. So if you're trying to run errands around the neighborhood, this is it. But get this. It's not the only thing. One thing that they've got is they've got sales, they've got service, and they've got rentals. And free money is hard to find these days. Not a lot of people doing 0%. Check this out. With the Evolution brand golf cart, they've got a 36-month deal at 0% interest. So that's pretty awesome, all right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to give them a call, 502-718-0757, or just go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. If you didn't catch that number, go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. Thanks so much to Bourbon City Golf Carts for their awesome sponsorship of this program. And now, for our guest and today's conversation. Congressman Thomas Massey joining us now. You know, by the way, we were just talking before we went on the air, um, Congressman, about the the uh, hearing that you were in, um, Colorado tried to pass an assault weapons ban, and it actually didn't pass, despite how uh, strong the Democrats are here in the state. They actually have a veto-proof majority, but three Democrats sided with Republicans, a committee, and killed that assault weapons bill. Can you believe that? Um, wh- Where was your g- the governor in Colorado on that, <laughs> I wonder? Well, he actually, without saying so much publicly, insinuated uh, that he may actually veto that. So well, believe it or I not, thought, yeah. I thought he might. I served with Jared Polis and in the House when he was Governor Polis to you to, there in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, I actually offered uh, a bill to repeal the gun control laws in Washington D.C. And believe it or not, Jared Polis was one of the twenty that voted for it. Really? To to repeal the the gun laws in D.C., which at the time were just stupidly onerous. He's an interesting character because he does proclaim to be a libertarian leftist. He doesn't govern as such when it comes to money and and government control of things. But maybe that's one of the secret little hidden things deep down in his heart that he's just not that anti-gun for a Democrat, maybe. Well, I I hate it when you make me say nice things about a Democrat, (laughs) but he's he's also there's one other area. He's he's good on food freedom. Yes. And I. And uh, I once came to Denver, actually for a fundraiser for Ken Buck, but Jared Polis found out I was in Denver. Again, this was when he was congressman. He was like, why don't we go eat a bunch of uninspected illegal food (laughs) (laughs) on camera, on TV? Oh, I love Uh, it. And uh, and so we filmed the whole thing and they put it on the evening news and and we survived. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Of course, of course, we survived. We thrived because even though I pejoratively you know, described it as uninspected, it was direct from the farm. Sure, sure. And the kind of food that um, otherwise wouldn't be legal if you tried to sell it. Sure. But our point being that if we had a little bit of food freedom, we could have food security in this country. We yeah. could have healthier food. You could reinvigorate local economies and, and take out some of the monopolies. So. Yeah. That's that's another thing I remember about the governor, but I'm glad it didn't pass there. Now, the thing that happened last night in our Judiciary Committee, this was at 1 a.m., so I'm a little bit groggy, uh, is that uh, we passed a resolution. It's called the Congressional Review Act. It's a privileged resolution, which means I believe the Senate has to vote on it uh, to countermand the ATF ruling that would – ban or otherwise require you to register uh, a pistol brace that goes on an AR-15 type 
pistol. Okay. So the Senate's probably not going to pass that though. Or, or would you, would the Republicans have mansion and maybe a couple of other, um, you know, I think it's now, I think it, uh, I could be wrong, but it's, it's got privileges. Okay. Okay. Which means that it's got a special path through the rules of each chamber. Okay. And it might be the case that it only requires 51 votes over there wow. instead of the 60 to get cloture. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be and, interesting. Uh, um, so that would be interesting. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, we had a lively debate. The, the Democrats are so misinformed on these pistol braces. They think they're either d- disingenuous or misinformed. Yeah. Either way, they're misinforming their constituents when they say that banning these pistol braces, which uh, they claim are being used as stocks and therefore creating uh, a category of gun that's supposed to be registered called a short barrel rifle. Right, right. They say that those are causing people to die in these shootings, mass public shootings. The reality is that that piece of plastic doesn't make the gun any more lethal. It doesn't hold any more rounds. It doesn't fire faster. It's mostly a cosmetic aesthetic right. type of uh, accessory for a gun. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, well, the reason I had John Congressman Thomas Massey, Fourth uh, District, Kentucky, my former congressman, I literally moved into just the edge of his district, so I wouldn't have to be represented by at the time that crazy guy John Yarmouth. Anyway, um, you, uh, I wanted to have you on about the TikTok bill. This is called the Restrict Act. Um, this is a weird one because I see both sides, right? Like it's clearly Chinese spyware, and I get the concerns about that, but at the same time. Nine times out of ten, when Congress is presented with a problem that the American people would like to have solved, they title a bill that seems to solve the problem. But in the nuts and bolts of the bill, it goes off in some other rabbit trail direction that erodes freedom of Americans. And it seems like the Restrict Act gives an awful lot of power to government to oversee social media outlets in the guise of stopping China's growth or in, uh, stopping China from spying on us, but potentially allowing the government even more control over our con- our conversations here in America. Am I reading it wrong? That's a pretty good uh, summary of it. Let me let me be a little bit more uh, critical of TikTok. OK, it is Chinese spyware, but to some extent, Facebook and Twitter are American spyware. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I'm going to be spied on a government, I'd rather it be our own government, I suppose. I'd rather suppose. it be no government. <laughs> but but I th- the other thing about TikTok, I do feel it's corrosive to our uh, to our uh, culture. And, uh, you know, you can't get the same strength TikTok in China that you can in the United right. States. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's right up there, uh, you know, with fentanyl <laughs> in terms of you know, the effect that it's having on our culture. But with that said, and by the way, I don't have TikTok on my phone. If somebody sends me a a video that's on TikTok.com, I don't even click on it. I just treat it as a virus. Right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, With, but with that said, this bill gives so much broad authority and creates new federal crimes, not of the, people that have TikTok, but of people who might help you get access to TikTok here in the United States, hmm. you know, using like a VPN or something, 
it's it's uh, chilling to me. It's it's equivalent this restrict act. Now there may be a version of a bill that you could pass that would achieve what the American what what some of the American people want um, without creating all these. I'm not even going to call them unintended consequences. They're very much intended, just like when the Patriot Act passed, all of those spying provisions were intended to be used on Americans. Right. Um, these are bad provisions in this bill. It gives broad authority uh, for the executive branch to be the, the judge and the jury and the executioner for, uh, for those who are using social media online. Uh, it's a bad bill. I told our leadership – here in the U.S. House of Representatives, I, t- I told the whip team specifically, I was like, man, it's a, it's a Senate bill. Don't even think about bringing something like that up here in the House because it will go, uh, it will go down. Uh, there's not just a libertarian pushback, but a populist pushback mm-hmm. against this bill. Yeah. You, when you say you said something earlier that was kind of concerning because I've heard other people talk about the the VPN aspect of this, it, does it give the government some control over like a VPN or even the ability to not allow you to have one? Cause a lot of people use them. I use it. It's secure. It keeps, if you're doing some work at a coffee shop or something, it keeps the hackers at bay, so to speak, or at least most of them. Um, and it's, it's also allows for secure communications, not necessarily hiding anything, but just secure communications. Um, is there something in this bill that could be extrapolated to give the government power to ban those like they do in China? Well, let me read you part of the bill. No person, no person may cause or aid, abet, counsel, command, induce, procure, permit, or approve the doing of any act prohibited by or the omission of any act required by any regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, pro- prohibition, or other authorization or directive <sighs> issued under this act. Okay. Does, that sounds like it could cover American VPNs. It does. It would be very easy to make that point. So because the VPN then is 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 providing you with access, even if that's not what its intention is, if you use it for that, then they're they're roping you into that as as being responsible for allowing somebody on TikTok. Look, if we pass a law, the executive branch will use as much authority as they can get from that law. And then they will invent new authority that comes from that law. Yeah. Remember that, that they say they can derive from that law. The law that allows the CDC to uh, fumigate pests is the law that they use to require you to wear masks on airplanes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And the law said nothing about allowing people to wear masks. It said you could like euthanize animals and fumigate pests. And uh, it didn't say you could treat humans like cattle or pests. Right. But that's the very law. And, and by the way, it was struck down by the courts, the Joe Biden's mask mandate uh, on airplanes. Yeah. For, for for that reason, they tried to go beyond. CDC used to say they had the authority to regulate rental contracts. Yeah. Which, frankly, are state laws, uh, you know, governed by state courts and state laws. But the CDC said that law gave them that same law I quoted about you know, uh, fumigating or euthanizing, they said, oh, that lets us control rental agreements. That's wild. So when you read something like this in the Restrict Act, which is ostensibly supposed to be about, read how much broad authority it gives them, 
I mean, it's like they got a thesaurus out. A to bet, counsel, command, induce, procure, permit, or approve. Wow. Uh, wow. Required by any regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, prohibition, or other authorization or directive. They're, they have gotten they, – they've – it feels like they got out a uh, thesaurus and tried to use every word in the English <laughs> language so that they wouldn't run into the same problem they had with the CDC rule yeah. uh, that, that they tried to implement, which was struck down by the courts. That's wild. Congressman Thomas Massey with us. Um, let me go back to something that you said, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, with a little bit more talk about the government spying thing. But um, you said that TikTok is is corrosive to our culture. I want to explore that concept with you a little bit uh, because I know you're libertarian. You're not saying that you want to ban this because it's corrosive to our, or you don't, you don't even want to ban this, right? I mean, you're concerned about, about the, the government overreach here, but you do admit, at least you say that, that you feel that it's corrosive to our culture from your perspective. Why is it corrosive to our culture? Well, listen, the NBC nightly news is corrosive to our culture, but I don't want to ban it either. <laughs> So make a list of things that are corrosive or not good, things that you wouldn't want your kids to to see, watch, or do. But there's something called personal responsibility, and you you can't protect people from themselves at the end of the day. That's not the role of the government. Mm -hmm. You could protect people from bad actors, but uh, it could be, it could be, that China knows that it's corrosive to our culture and so that they are trying to do that. But at the end of the day, it's the, it's the American consumer yeah. who is consuming it. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So I forget what your question well, was. Well, no, I was just, I was, I wanted you to do what you did. I wanted you to expound on yeah. why, why you think it, because it's an interesting conversation. I mean, we know that social media is destroying the minds of young kids. Um, we know it's leading in part to some of the mental health issues that are taking place that are leading to mass shootings. It's part of it. It's not all of it. It's just a tiny part of it. And I'm not proposing that we ban it. I'm just saying it's there. Yeah. And you know, my kids grew up in a house without a TV. Right. Um, and, uh, they were upset that we, um, wouldn't get them a, uh, a, a PlayStation or uh, an Xbox that we only let them have a Nintendo because you don't shoot anybody in the face in a Nintendo. <laughs> uh, you know, because we felt those things weren't helpful to their development. And, uh, you know, but they, they, you know, they had phones, they got on the internet, they, they found stuff on YouTube. Right, right. Uh, and whatnot, which I'm sure is also corrosive. But, they, you know, it's, there's individual responsibility. People, I think the Restrict Act is a uh, a toxic this Restrict Act, which is I'll, I'll point out again, is only in the Senate right now. It's a toxic combination of a couple things. Number one, people want the government to solve a problem for them that they can solve themselves. Yes, thank you. And number two, oh, the government sees an opportunity here to get more power over those people by so- promising to solve a problem. Yep that they ultimately probably aren't going to solve. Yeah, that's it's such great logic, and, and I agree with it, uh, every word you just said. Um, I, I think it's interesting that you were slammed by a lot of media pundits after the Nashville mass shooting because of your Christmas card with your kids and the AR-15s, and I think it's funny that 
you your kids couldn't have a television but they could have AR-15s, but you were teaching. That's not hypocritical at all. It's just funny that people make assessments of you and they don't even know you. Now, now come on, come on. Those were not AR-15s. Those were M-16s. Oh, my Those bad. Were, <laughs> fully uh, automatic too, right? Fully automatic firearms. <laughs> Let's be clear here, Leland. My bad. I, I got to go with the the government narrative there. The... <laughs> <laughs> so. um, but yeah. Um, so anyways... No, I mean, because they live in reality and uh, they did learn to shoot those guns. Those mm -hmm. weren't prop guns. Yeah. We went hunting. Uh, they learned terminal ballistics and the, and the finality of taking a life mm. and then how you re you respect all things on this planet. You don't shoot uh, even animals for sport on our farm. Right. It's just not done. If right. you if if it's something to eat, then you would. So, um, yeah, the, I, you know, the other thing, just one other thing about that, the shooting in Tennessee, and I suggested this yesterday in our judiciary hearing on, on firearms, uh, on the, the pistol brace, because the Democrats kept wanting to bring up those shootings. I'm not for government databases. I don't even like the Nick's background check because there's so many false positives. And then they, when they found, find somebody that ostensibly who's a criminal, they they don't do anything right but we do have an organization called the fda that is responsible for the safety and efficacy of drugs they give the imprimatur of the federal government saying if you take this it won't hurt you i believe they those folks should do long-term studies that include everybody who takes the drug that eventually cr commits a crime on mm. some of these uh you know, drugs, uh, psychoactive drugs that give people a sense of detachment to help them deal with, let's say, gender dysphoria or or uh, suicidal thoughts uh, by detaching them from reality, you know, maybe separating them from their their pain or their depression, but maybe also creating other problems. I think we need I think when you cr commit a crime, you don't you no longer have. Uh, HIPAA authority. Once you once you are taking rights from other people, if you right. do a violent crime, we need to know which drugs were involved in all of these shootings. Because hmm. I think what you will find, because we have good reason to believe, but we don't have the hard evidence, I think what you'll find is almost all of these shootings involve somebody who was yeah. on a drug that separated them from reality i i fully agree and it's it's been something that um yeah we've only been able to nibble at the edges of because for whatever reason it's off limits but i think we found out how powerful big pharma is at pushing things oh. off limits over the last three years so you know there's that absolutely and um, they have they have crazy immunity granted yeah. by the government it's insane uh I, meanwhile the left continues to say that um only guns manufacturers have immunity from being prosecuted for what criminals do with their tools anyway um before i let you go just the last question because i know you got to run to another interview but before i let you go will there be consequences for the government intermingling with our big tech companies to spy on us oh <laughs> it's, it's it's honestly it's up to the people. I think this is how you solve this problem. You create a cause of action. In other words, uh, you, you give people the right to sue their government if their uh, liberties are infringed. You can, under very 
limited circumstances and it's hard to do in the legal framework i think we need to make it easier and there need to be consequences for the people who do the spying yep uh the problem is they've created this legal framework where they say it's legal what they're doing but what they're doing is unconstitutional so their legal framework is unconstitutional yeah but but they hide behind unconstitutional laws that frankly is up to us the lawmakers to fix that elon musk told Tucker Carlson the other night, he revealed that the the government actors had access to people's DMs on Twitter. That should have broken the American psyche wide open and had people with pitchforks out in the streets. And yet almost no one paid any attention to it. And practically no one cares. The you know, the question there is, um, do they require a warrant to get to it? If they don't, it's it's double the trouble. Yeah, right. Right. Um, this is why uh, I think encryption should be legal. Like, I don't I, I don't think there's really an encryption in the United States that's allowed to legally exist that that uh, the government can't crack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, they're all over that. <laughs> yeah. They would just I mean, we're worse than China in this regard. If you try to create a private app that got mass mass adoption the government would come in and say, no, that's dangerous yep. because we can't track the criminals. Yeah, 100%. I have I have three nation states plus our own in this phone I'm talking to you on. <laughs> I try to warn people. They're like, hey, can we be private? Can we talk in private? I'm no. like, well, the phone right there. <laughs> yeah. It's got three nation states plus our own in it. Um, <laughs> that's it's weird. tough on the battery. Yeah, I bet. You get like a quarter of the battery life. I guess. Well, I think all these communications. I think North Korea is tapping your phone to charge everybody's phone over there. What few have it. That's what's going on. <laughs> All yeah. right, my friend. I know you got to get to another interview. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Keep fighting the good fight for freedom. Will do. Thanks, Leland. All right, bye have bye. a good one. All right, bye-bye. Today's amazing episode was brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. Check them out at bourboncitygolfcarts.com, Louisville's one-stop destination, and Southern Indiana, by the way. One-stop destination for awesome golf carts, from slightly used to brand new, from regular to custom-built to awesome wheels and beautiful colors. These are your new convenient way to get around your neighborhood. Check this out. You think of a golf cart as just kind of a basic thing. It's not. With Bourbon City Golf Carts, these things, have, they've got models with seat belts in the front and rear seats. In case you're driving around the neighborhood, you want to get those kids buckled up. Cup holders for everyone. Custom two-tone stitch seating. Coolers and storage compartments under the rear seat. I mean, it, the list goes on and on at the ways that you can actually get a, a vehicle, a cart, that will be really awesome to use. And get this. Free money's hard to t- t- find these days. Their Evolution brand, they've actually got a 36-month deal at zero percent interest and i know golf carts in the name bourbon city golf carts but these aren't really golf carts these are street machines they are ready to roll i would consider these to be party vehicles right i mean you got all kinds of stuff i mean these these are party vehicles you're gonna love this man load it up in your rv take it to tailgate at the uk game i mean come on or the louisville game right like get it on get that game going you can talk to the folks at Bourbon City Golf Carts today by calling 502-718-0757. But I encourage you to check out their website at bourboncitygolfcarts.com because you can see their inventory all right there. Services that they offer, you can even rent them. Hey, you want to rent one for a special upcoming golf outing and see how you like it and then go and buy one and all their inventory again is available for you online at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. So check them out and again, 
We are super excited to have Bourbon City Golf Carts as a sponsor of the Disruption Zone. They're at 502-718-0757. We're also excited to be sponsored by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. My friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our house in Oldham County, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Such awesome work, such craftsmanship, such work ethic, and great prices, and from start to finish, if you want a, a designer to just take it over and do it all for you, or you consult and they do all the work, or if you're doing it yourself, they've got those options too. Any kind of cabinet you're looking for, style, they've got it mostly in stock. They don't have any problems with supply chain crisis. They're there for you, and they can get that done. Plus, if you want a custom cut of any type of solid stone, they've got that for you as well. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 502-930-3304, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, if you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Odom County, this is your place for the kitchen remodel. Thanks, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. And thank you for listening to the Disruption Zone. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at Greatly Londo. And on Twitter, it's at Leland Show. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free from iHeartRadio's podcast. Just search podcast for Leland Conway or Disruption Zone. But it'll come right up. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It's pretty awesome. Super easy to get fresh new episodes sent right to your pocket. Big thanks to um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky for all the work they do with the audio side of this program. If you're looking for some help with audio digitizing old videotapes or you got a major Hollywood type project, dxaudio.com, Dynamics Audio Productions, and Neil Kesterson and his crew can get it done for you. And thank you again so much for listening to the Disruption Zone. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. I am Leland Conway. This is the Disruption Zone.